You wouldn't walk into a party or a networking event and walk up to a complete stranger and start selling your product. You know that behavior is just not acceptable. The funny thing is that somehow people seem to think that even though it's not acceptable in person, it's perfectly acceptable online. I got a clue for you. It's not. So how do you make connections online? That's what we're going to talk about today. Okay, here's the show. Welcome to More Than A Few Words, a marketing conversation for business owners. MTFW is part of the Digital Toolbox, and this is your host, Lorraine Ball. You know, salespeople have been saying for, well, as long as I've been in business and even before, that if you really want to make a sale, you have to build a relationship and let customers get to know you, like you, and trust you. The challenge is that living in a digital era, we don't have many of those face-to-face interactions anymore, and so you have to turn to online tools to do that. And I can't think of a better person to have this conversation with than Tom Libby. Tom's a seasoned sales VP and business development exec. He's the co-founder of the Smarketing Institute. He's also the CEO of Diversified Sales Solutions, and he really believes that getting sales strategy right is part vocation and part mission for him. And I am so glad that he's going to share a little bit of his vocation and mission with us today. Tom, how are you? I'm doing fantastic, Lorraine. Thank you. And what a great intro. I I, I couldn't have wrote it my, better myself. <laughs> Well, you kind of did. I read that off your LinkedIn profile, which is where I go to learn a lot about potential partners, guests, and even customers. What about you? Actually, LinkedIn, I probably spend more time on LinkedIn than I do most day-to-day tasks, uh, if, if I will say it that way, individually anyway. I don't spend all eight hours of the day on LinkedIn, but if I looked at the tasks that I perform on a daily basis, LinkedIn probably does take up more time than any other individual task. And mostly because like you said in your intro, you know, we're trying to fight through a lot of noise to get people to know us, like us, trust us, and all that stuff that you had just talked about. One of the things that I find most interesting is that people kind of view some of these platforms as tools, right? And for me, I think it more of like an extension of who I am, not necessarily a tool, but you wouldn't walk up to somebody on the street or walk into a meeting, an introduction meeting, like you and I walked into a meeting, you're introducing me to somebody. I don't immediately go, hey, have you heard about the new wonderful bright shiny object that we're selling? Like you don't do that. So, and people tend to do that sometimes on social media where you'll connect with them on LinkedIn. The first message you get from them is that, look at this bright shiny object that we're selling. You know, are you interested in it? And they forget that there should be some foundational work done there. And, and that's kind of what, what we try to teach people to do, you know, especially on LinkedIn, where you can, you can use it and say, hey, Lorraine, thanks for connecting. Have you seen this article by mm-hmm. Simon Sinek? Or have you seen like something, just something to get them to understand that you're, you, first of all, you're not trying to sell them something right out the gate. Second of all, that you're human and that you're not using some sort of automated version of this, which is another topic of discussion we can talk about if you want, but because there's some value and some devalue to automated versions of the, the LinkedIn stuff, but you, you wouldn't do that in person. So why would you do that on social media, right? Is kind of my point. Absolutely. So you said something earlier in your remarks about the fact that LinkedIn is where you spend a significant amount of time. So break down for me a little bit. How do you spend your time 
What kind of activities are you pursuing on LinkedIn that you think add value and help people get to know, like, and trust you? That's a, actually a great question. So I actually do spend a lot of time reviewing and, and I go over my current contacts and, and go back through them. And I'll try to look for people that I've been connected to for a long time, but I haven't had any information or uh, not information, sorry, any um, communication with in, in a very lengthy period of time. I mean, I've been on LinkedIn since somewhere around 2009-ish. Uh, mm-hmm. and, That's uh, a long time. And I've had, you know, I have almost 13,500 connections. So I guarantee you that I don't know all of them super well. So I make it a point like, and, and again, like I said, I want to be clear. I, I'm, I'm comparing the amount of time versus other day-to-day tactics or, or day-to-day things, right? Like, so I might spend, you know, an hour on email, an hour on the, I'm, but I do spend like an hour and a half to two hours every day on LinkedIn. Part of that is actually reviewing people's profiles, knowing and understanding where they're from, where they worked, how they worked. If there's a common like a combinator between the two of us, if we went to the same school or if we've worked for the same company or, you know, things like that, where I can really relate to them and I'm not trying to fabricate it. I think mm-hmm. that's the other part of it where, and again, I, I go back to the old days of sales where you walk in the door and the first thing you're doing is looking around the room and seeing <laughs> the, the trophy on the wall or the picture. Well, guess what? You're doing the same thing on social media. And if you're not, you're probably doing it wrong. You, you got to, Look at their social media. Look at their what are they doing? What are they? Who are they with? How are they interacting with? Who are they? Who else are they connected to? Because mm-hmm. you might find that you're connected to three or four people that you all that you both really enjoy spending time with, or that you've done business with. So there's a commonality there that you can look for on their LinkedIn profiles instead of just looking at their titles. Instead of just looking at you know the one job that they have right now and today that you're trying to sell into, which again is a mistake. You got to look at a person holistically, a person in their totality, not just this snippet of information. And then you go straight to the conversation about what you sell or what you're trying to sell. It's more about, like I said, think of it if you were doing it in person. If you walked into a room, you'd scan the room. If you're looking at somebody's social media, scan the social media. Learn a little bit about them before they start, before you start going right into that stuff. You know, you said something about, you know, maybe you guys share some contacts in common. That's a great strategy, starting with looking at some of your existing customers and stalking them a little bit on LinkedIn and see who are they interacting with. I've made some great connections because I commented on something that a friend of mine wrote or a customer wrote, and then someone else saw my comment and we began interacting. We didn't really know each other, but we began interacting in the comment stream that followed that original post and we got connected because it was a customer or a peer or someone I had a relationship with. And so being very deliberate about that kind of takes me back to high school and there was a cute boy that I wanted to meet and I noticed that one of my friends was talking to him. You know, the really funny thing is, uh, Lorraine, that literally happened to me today. That exact (laughs) scenario that you're talking about happened today where uh, a marketing professional that I know that I like, and I trust her uh, explicitly, you know, I really like her a lot. Somebody had had made a comment on her post and I liked her comment. I was like, wow, that's an amazing perspective. And she's like, oh, thank you very much. And we just started communicating right there. And then I went and I realized I wasn't connected to her. So I went right up to the to the connect button on her profile. And I said, hey, rather than continue that on a thread, why don't we just hop on a call sometime? Here's my calendar link. And she's already scheduled a time with me for next week just to chat again, just to get to know each other a little better. So 
it, it's really funny that you brought that up because that that works exceptionally well. You know, it's funny. I had a conversation with someone once where someone had posted an article and he had presented his opinion and I respectfully disagreed. I, I said, you know, I don't want to say, I, I, I don't want to be adversarial, but I really see it completely opposite. And the conversation was very positive and, and it was, you know, two marketing professionals looking at an issue and disagreeing. And yeah. the conversation was very lively, but, you know, really pleasant. And we ended up connecting. He was one of my very early guests on, on the podcast. And, you know, I still chat with him every now and then on LinkedIn. And I think that, you know, was, was nine years ago. And again, it's doing something that establishes your credibility, that shows that you're interested in engaging as a person on the platform, I think can be really valuable. Yeah, I couldn't have said it better myself. And on top of all that, we also have to understand that no, there's no single person that is all things to all people, right? There is an inherent value to having a difference of opinions and be able to maintain a friendship through differences of opinions. Not to get political, but our country's situation currently notwithstanding, that's exactly what we need to do. Be mm -hmm. able to look at two sides of a coin, knowing it's the same coin, and be able to voice those differences without fear of repercussions or, or lashing out. Right. So in our world, that same rule applies mm -hmm. in our world. It's, you know, something that worked exceptionally well for you may not work for me. I might come from it from a different approach or a different perspective. And if it works for me, then it can't be wrong. It's just different and different isn't always wrong. It's just, mm -hmm. there's always, and we've heard this a thousand times. There's more than one way to skin a cat. There's more, you know, there's a tons of those, like, you know, euphemisms and analogies or any, whatever, however you want to word them, there's tons of them. There's a reason there's tons of them because they're all true, right? Like mm -hmm. you can absolutely look at the same situation, two different ways and both be right and both be successful at it. So I, I love that story even better than the, than the, the, the one we talked about a minute ago. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. And, you know, some of my, again, some of my favorite relationships came because there was a lively conversation. Kind of like this one. <laughs> well, thank you, Lorraine. Tom, this has been awesome. Thank you so much for being a part of the show. We will include links to Smarketing Connect website and the Diversified Sales Solutions. And I'm going to encourage all of my listeners to hop over to LinkedIn and connect with Thomas Libby there because I think he shares a lot of valuable information and He's someone you should get connected with. Thank you for having me. Oh, my pleasure. If you've enjoyed today's conversation and would like to find other social media resources and strategies for your business, be sure to check out the Digital Toolbox Club at digitaltoolbox.club. Look for MTFW wherever you listen to podcasts. This has been another episode of More Than a Few Words.